listen to the best wrestling podcast in the world. Journey into Wrestling every other Wednesday on the Journey into Comics Network. The following, the following, the following. Is a journey into comics. 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 Network. 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 Production. Production. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode 9 of Poor 360. Yes, we're just one away from 10. And I'm actually recording from a different location. You might notice there might be a bit of an echo compared to what you've seen previously from me. And that's because I'm recording from my basement of my house. Uh, I got back a little late. I had just finished seeing Captain Marvel, which I believe you listened to during the comics... Uh, yesterday's episode, they'll, you'll hear all about their review because um, Nate, Sarah, Veronica, Tyler, and Skyler all went and saw it. So listen to the review there. I definitely enjoyed the movie, but I'll let them talk about it. But while I was there, I would I noticed something, something that's been I've been kind of mulling over in my head since um, since I saw it, and um, or since really just since I've been working. And kind of being out in the world. And that's this is kind of why I decided to change course for this week's episode. In the past, I've done uh, I've done a poll, and then the winner of the poll, depending on votes, was the next week's topic. Last week, I didn't do that just because my life got really hectic. I didn't get a chance to get a uh, a podcast out there. So I try. So I decided on this one to do something a little bit different, and. Yes, indictments, which was the winner of the poll that ended uh, yesterday or today, as you're as uh, ended yesterday as you're listening to this, uh, was the winner was indictment. So I'll be talking about that uh, next week. That'll be episode ten. I feel like that's a good, powerful episode ten. But this week I decided to kind of stick one of my own topics in there, and it's going to be on customer service, which is not something you really think would be a good topic. But we're around it every day, regardless of really even think about it. Long are the days of every interaction being a personal one. We're moving into kind of a new, a next step, which seems to be a computerized interaction for what used to be common customer service interactions with people. And I noticed, like, just today, I'll use today as an example of what I've done. So, I just got back from Captain Marvel, like I said. All I did when I came to the theater, so I came in, I have I go AMC Theaters, I'm an A-list member, which I recommend if you have access to an AMC, because 20 bucks a month, you can see up to three movies per week. The same movie three times, all three in one day if you really plan it right, but definitely recommend that. But, getting back to what I said, so, get to the movie theater, I purchased my ticket online, so I didn't have to purchase a ticket, so... I had to take it on my phone so I don't have to go up to even get it printed. So I go up, they scan my phone, I show them my ID because I'm an A-list person. I go to the up the escalator because it's uh, at a mall so main level is like the box office. And there's my furnace, as you can hear because I'm in the basement. So you have the box office and then you go upstairs, this is where the theaters, the screens are, the concession, the bar, all of that. Because it's AMC, there's a bar. 
Good to have a drink, but super expensive. You thought the popcorn was priced until you had a $9 beer. So, how it used to be when I was a kid growing up, went to a Carasodas theater, and then it became an AMC much, many years later. But that used to be you'd go in, be person at the box office, you bought your ticket, gave them your cash, you walked around, went to the concession stand, told them what you wanted, and they would give you your popcorn, you know, they'd pour half of it in, butter it, pour the other half on it in, butter it again, and then you had a really buttery popcorn. Great for me. And then they would fill up your drink at the machine and then hand it to you. That's all kind of gone away. Now, when you go up to a movie theater, you go up to the, up to the screen, uh, get up there, go in line for your concession stand, and they give you now empty cup, butterless popcorn, in whatever candy, other concessions you might want. And then you go over to a self-serve butter station. You butter the top layer of your popcorn. So by the time you get halfway through it, you're now butterless, which probably is healthier. But if you like buttery popcorn, you end up having just regular popcorn by the end of it. And then you go to a... I have a lot of these I've seen now. And it's one of those uh, touchscreen Coke machines. You go in there, you pull your eyes, then you touch the screen with what drink you want. You can get the regular, you can get like one with like cherry, orange, vanilla, all those fun flavors you can get added to it. I can get like lime Mr. Pib because it's a Coke machine and why would you want that? It's just like that you see the ad for the orange vanilla Coke, which just sounds disgusting. I'm not a vanilla cola person, just not, not my thing. It's If I'm going to have something sweet like that, I'd rather have a root beer, but detracting. So you fill your machine and then that's your interaction. Then you go take your seat. And really can even get away from doing that. With the AMC, you have an option to order your concessions online and have it delivered to your seat. So the only interaction you have for the movie theater is you go in, scan your ticket, go sit down in the theater, and then five minutes before the movie starts, someone will come by, hand you a drink and your popcorn, and you're good to go. You don't have to really interact or talk to anyone. You can even just nod as they hand you your stuff and then be on your way. And I think that's kind of something that's sad. Like, we're exposed to so many... So, like like I said, I was going to go through my day. I don't want to get ahead of myself. So, before that, I went to... I was at a department store. It was a, a Menards. And that one... At least, Menards is kind of a bad example because there is no self-service at Menards. At Home Depot and at... Well, at least Home Depot there is. At Lowe's, there's not a self-checkout of a member, right? I've been to three different department stores this weekend because I'm currently in the middle of remodeling my laundry room when we got the tile in, the trim in, painted, got a new uh, utility sink or a muck sink in there, and then the new washer and dryer getting delivered on Friday, so that's exciting. But So I was, I've been at a lot of hardware and home improvement stores this weekend. So went there. Um, so as a bad example, you go in, you look for what you want, get your stuff and kind of get out there. And you do have an option to... Even there, even at home and food stores, to order online and pick up at the store. Like, you can do it at pet stores, you can do it there. I, like, I ordered stuff on Chewy recently. Ordered some bedding for my bird, because Liz and I have a bird now. And, yeah, you can order, reduce whatever you want, and have it delivered to your door. It's the, the Amazon effect. Amazon is ruining these, like, big box store chains, so we're really not having access to personal interactions anymore. You could really, you can get groceries delivered through your, uh... Through, like your local like grocer like jewel will deliver food to you the jewel is the closest grocer to me if uh, you're not from the midwest jewel osco is a chain it's kind of like 
like a Schnucks or a Kroger or a Hy-Vee, you know, I might be naming all Midwest chains, but like a, like a Walmart supermarket where you get groceries or a Meyer, like there's a ton of options. And I think you even do that with like Costco. Like I've done a lot of the buy online, pick up in store because it actually saves you some money. Usually like, um, we'll save either a few percent or there'll be no like collecting fee. And then it's nice. You go in there, you tell them you had an online order, they bring it out to you. You already paid, so you don't have to pay anything. You just sign a paper and you're on your way. Like, I think we're losing a lot with that. Like, and I know a lot of this is businesses trying to limit staffing to save themselves some money and help improve uh, their own business, their own bottom line. So, obviously, if there's three people on a register and a dozen self-checkouts that are always empty, but the three person, the three ones that are manned, always have a line on the street. If you only have, like, five things, you're always going to go to the self-checkout. Like, if I'm at a grocery store or a Target or something and I only need to get two things, I'm not going to wait in the line for the three people getting their two weeks worth of groceries. I'm going to go to the self-checkout or I'm going to go to uh, one of those fast lanes where it's just you get it, you get out. But I feel like we're kind of missing some of that. And I kind of wrote a few things down. Um, yeah, I'm kind of still in the self-checkout, self-service movie theaters. But, yeah, I feel like we're missing something by not actually having the access to it. Like, used to be able to make small talk, actually have personal interaction. I know, obviously, all of us have day jobs. If you don't, good for you, making money and not having a day job. But for, like, the other 90% of the world um, that have day... Well, not like, the U.S., really. Working age over 18, just kind of rambling here. Have, like, day jobs. So, obviously, you interact with people at your day job. You have friends. You talk to that. You go about that your day and all that fun. And maybe after that, you really don't want to deal with another person. Like, before... It was like, I've had, my before my job now, which even then it's less some, some customer service because I've gone on job sites and had to communicate with the customers of a product we're installing, but my two previous jobs were that I worked for an LED sign manufacturer as a help desk engineer, which is kind of a fancy title for tech support. So I worked with customers to deal with software issues, and I worked with sign companies for like doing field service work for like other troubleshooting so I was kind of a multi-purpose tool but in the and then before that job my first job that I had was I did text or I did a uh, fast food I worked at McDonald's Nate and I have talked about it before that's one job both had in common both in central Illinois so and I did a lot of I did lobby cleaning I did like grill but the lobby cleaning so I was always interacting with people because you have to always kind of be on you can never be rude you can never act out and sure maybe going to automated service like you know that like some mcdonald's now have the led touch screen so you don't even have to order from a person to register but that's just going to make it so eventually that's what it's going to be there's going to be you're going to come into a mcdonald's or go through the drive-thru you'll probably it's probably going to go to the drive-thru next it's going to be you go in you touch the screen you put in what you want to order, you drive around. There might be a like an ATM-looking machine that you slide your money into or swipe your card, charge for transaction. You go to the end, and then someone, hopefully be a person, would hand you your food that's prepared in the back by actual people. But there could be a world in the not-too-distant future where that's a possibility, where you all fast food restaurants will be little boxes. you got three people inside cooking, and you got screens running everything else, and... 
if one of those goes down, you have to be the guy who has to go out there and write stuff down by hand and cause a big blue while people are complaining that it was faster with the machines. Because we're getting so used to immediacy now. Like, obviously, like I said, if you would you want to wait in line for two things at a grocery store? You want to go to the self-checkout to pay for those two things or go to the quick line. You're always going to choose that because you believe your time is valuable and it's if you don't have to wait, you're not going to. But it's, all, it's leading to the fact that soon that's what all will be. And if, like, oh, you go there, item doesn't scan. Okay. Usually there's, like, one person who's there kind of manning, like, oh, you bought alcohol. I have to go in, I have to see your ID, I have to punch in a code, get you on your way. Or uh, you have a coupon that's not working. They'll go in, they'll override it. But eventually it's just going to be a, basically a tech support person who's going to sit there with a bank of self-scans and just running from one machine to the next as people have problems. And I, I, for, I've, I've always liked self-checkouts. I've used it, but it was people complain like, like people make memes about like, uh, I'll uh, still waiting for my W-2 from Walmart for all the uh, checkouts I've done this past year or um, others like that. I don't, I'm kind of having trouble thinking of a couple other examples, but it's true. We've kind of trained ourselves into eliminating other positions without even meaning to like it seems so appealing to do it this way like oh i don't have to go like i'm not gonna go wait in a line for a minute just to have an interaction with a person i'm just gonna go here scan myself get out and then eventually the people that you actually look for a doctor like there was before i moved to my house and i was in an apartment there was a jewel i always went to and basically every time i'd get there would be the same guy I was working with it was we had a rapport, like, we didn't know each other, but we knew enough to be, like, more friendly than you are with a typical person. So enough that you can make more than small talk. You're like, like, it's probably typical um, passerby talk, but it's still, it's, you know each other, it's not weird. It's not purely professional. It's like, oh, hey, how's this? The, the, or they'll make comments about what you're picking up, or like, like, I've had people, like, I've picked up, like, random things, and they'd be like, I want to see how you're putting all this together. I'm like, well, these are all not going in the same recipe. I don't think peanut butter pasta, uh, AAA batteries, and a can of Monster are really going to help, are going to make a delicious treat. And Nate, don't get any ideas if you're listening to this. I don't want you to make a recipe with Monster, peanut butter, and pasta. I mean, maybe with chicken. Maybe if you, like, sauteed it with the Monster. I... Don't get any ideas, Nate, if you're listening to this. No. And speaking of that, I'm going to take a drink break. And as Nate would say, this is Curtis. Uh, shout out to Poor360, which is started listening to you right now. Water. The drink of champions. H2O. Yeah, it's a little late. I'm a little tired. I'm a little... It's Also, this is the first episode post the time change, so couldn't fall asleep much last night. And then getting up this morning was like trying to wake the Crypt Keeper. But... So, I'm managing through, but it's getting late, and I definitely want to get out your episode. So, speaking of, so we've talked about fast food and how that's all automated, to how we even treat the people when we actually have to deal with a person. Like, my, I had a recent experience at the DMV, which is usually followed by groans, because no one likes going to the DMV, but I've really never had a bad experience. The, I've been to the DMV twice, sorry, three times this year, for the same type of reason. So first time I went, I went back home because my car was in my parents' name under their insurance and as a married adult wanted to get that taken care of. 
So as, as you listen to this, I am officially not on my parents' dime in any way, shape, or form. I'm my own man. Hooray for me. So, uh, I had to get my car title and license plates transferred to myself so it could, I could properly insure myself through the same company that does my homeowner's insurance. A very adult topic. So, I had, the, I had my title. I had my ID, which wasn't up to date because I had moved in the past year and my ID was going to be wasn't expired yet and I know if I change on the social security website or the secretary of state office website I don't have to update it right away but since it doesn't your proper address it's not considered a valid form of ID so oh I had um happened to have when I went down there a copy of my or I had one of my mortgage statements so as my name has my address oh this will be fine it's a mail that proves where I live apparently that didn't fly apparently well that would fly is like my mortgage documents which why would I have those on me? They were in a firebox in my home, for one. Okay. Then I have... Uh, you could bring a pay stub, but if you have direct deposit, you don't get pay stubs in the mail. You get a PDF, or you look it up online. And I couldn't... Oh, I can't go get my W-2 off my computer, print it off, and show it. That doesn't fly. So that's unfortunate. Or I had to bring my W-2. So luckily, the next time I went, I had my W-2. I had... All the documentation went to a different DMV. This one was back home because my title all that stuff was filled out. So went to that one, and it's on a full service DMV, and I had to drive like 20 minutes, 25 minutes to get there. So I was thrilled about that. But I, I'm I've been on this other side of customer service, so I don't get heated or I don't get upset very easily. So weeks pass, and I finally get it solved. I go to a proper DMV. I have all my proper paperwork, and I go get what I need I had to go through the process twice I had to go through once to get my title and plates transfer get new plates all of that and I had to go through again to get my driver's license updated I had to take a new picture which I wasn't planning for so I was clean shaven I was not dressed to get like my ID picture taken they took the picture really close so it's like the worst ID photo I've ever taken but yay I have that now um but while I was there the guy who was I think directly in front of me in line was there for similar reason, he was getting a title or something changed, but something that he wasn't directly responsible for, something that he didn't do, caused a... There was an issue on his end, and they weren't able to help him. So he was... Oh, he got upset. He was ranting and raving about how Illinois is the worst. You guys are terrible at your jobs. This isn't my fault. Can't you just do this? Like, I didn't do this. Why can't you just let me have this this way? Uh, Illinois is so corrupt, you guys are corrupt, all this. He was ranting and raving, they had got a manager, and manager basically explained to him, like, this you, this paperwork is filled out incorrectly by the, the person who sold you the vehicle, and we can't just ignore that fact and let you transfer the title. So, yeah. But, like, I, the guy's like, well, I bought the car, I don't know them, I can't just go have them fix this paperwork. Which sucks, I feel like you should have made sure that was correct the first time, but if you're buying a car from another person or not from like a dealership, sometimes those things can happen. So, but he ran from Raven. I was just like, if you'd just been calmed and collected, you wouldn't have spent the 20 minutes there to still not get your way. Like, I don't get upset at like support people or people who work in the customer service industry, like people who work at DMVs, banks, uh, fast food restaurants. I'm always like, I had a, I went through a drive through last week or before 
it was McDonald's. I ordered a like a ten piece nugget meal. Didn't want a burger. Wanted just nuggets. So ten piece nugget got there. Went through drive through and then went to pull like the box out. It was a six piece nugget. Which checked my chat or checked my receipt. Paid for a ten piece nugget. So went around. Came back in. And I politely said, "Hey, uh, mistake the order. I ordered a ten piece nugget. They gave me a six. They just handed me a ten piece nugget. They didn't take the six piece back, which I know they can't because Helser. But I've been at places. I remember. Uh, no one. All right, this is sort of like the the mall I had growing up used to have a bunch of restaurants inside it, and now if you go back in there, it's kind of a ghost town because obviously because of online shopping, all that big box stores and malls are hurting, so they're all kind of emptying out. So now there's there's no fast food restaurants in the mall anymore, or restaurants in general. There's a a Garfield's was like a Chili's but different. But there used to be a Burger King in there. Now it's like a Joanne Fabric, so riddle me that one. So, I remember at one point I, um, what was it? I, I think Burger King used to have the Icy's. I think they still do. I used to get like the swirl. Like, you got the Coke and the cherry, get it swirled. And I think I ordered a large. They gave me a medium. And I said, oh, uh, I actually ordered a large. So they took it back, threw that in the garbage, and made me a large. Like, no, they, like, I know, I remember I worked in fast food. And I know that. All the garbage gets if it's it's, there's a specific food garbage that they have to account for as product that left like they can't just it has to be thrown out they can't just give it away and then document it which i think is ridiculous but so that's what i did i was like i could have taken that he's like no i have to do it this way so that's another thing like america is very wasteful but that's a whole nother topic so that's kind of one thing that we did so where are we at now so, yeah, like I said, they calmly gave me a 10-piece nugget. I got there, and I had a 16-piece nugget all of a sudden for the price of a 10. And I ate all of it because I'm an American. I can eat the food that's put in front of me. Okay, so that's um, another recent incident. But I've had a deal also deal with a problem with my dishwasher. I, ha- I live in a, in a fixture-upper, and the house has had its fair share of problems, uh, plumbing-related, electrical-related, uh, appliances. It's the reason I got an, I'm getting a new washer dryer is because the washer sounded like a concrete mixer that was off its leg, and I thought the thing was going to tear itself apart. Like you know, you seen the YouTube video where someone has a washing machine going, they throw a cinder block in there, and, and it just and just everything just explodes. That's what was that's what I imagined my washer doing simply by washing some towels. So they couldn't fix it. It was built in the 80s, so definitely past its prime. So they gave me a small credit because I have a homeowner's warranty, which I've used extensively. Like I probably won't renew it when it's up in July, but it's it's helped out a lot. I pay a hundred dollars, and they will fix or replace whatever breaks. So they've fixed my dryer. Let's see the things they fixed in my house. They fixed my dryer, my refrigerator. Um, and now the dishwasher. But the dishwasher's been a three-incident event. So, I had... I got this washer. It wasn't original to the house. I got it from my landlord of my apartment building, which I hope he doesn't listen to this. I technically wasn't supposed to give it away, but the remodel of my apartment, it was brand new. It's fine. So, they gave me the washer. It was just a plain, like a GE. Nice washer. Didn't have any much bells and whistles. Typical dial... 
turn lever turns on good to go and it's i installed it in like mid-july got it plumbed up worked fine day after christmas it decides to stop working i was like oh we ran a lot of dishes through it maybe something got gummed up cleaned it really good cleaned like the trap took the thing off checked the water all that's good um just didn't work so hand wash dishes for a week or so just kept trying it seeing if maybe oh maybe something's just not working so we um got the service guy out there and the day he comes out to work on it it miraculously decides to work guy didn't have to lift a finger so he like looks at it runs it through a cycle turns off and on a few times keeps working like oh i guess it just fixed itself okay great had to pay him for the service which sucks but i had a working washer that's all i cared about about four cycles later the same thing again i was like okay this is kind of ridiculous uh i don't feel like paying the service technician again um i had, I had the guy out there for a issue with my washer which led to that whole washer getting replaced so i really wasn't out any additional money but still i'm like i don't have a service guy out again but um kind of caved in after like another week or two had a different service guy come in i wasn't there uh liz my wife was and um he didn't take anything apart he's like oh when this happens it's commonly list the uh the timer switch which is the you know the dial which engages shifts the cycle a lot of appliances have that or a lot of older ones do so i decide to so he replaces that it takes like a week and a half for it to come in. Goes and replaces it. Works fine for about a week, week or two. Does the same thing again. It's like, okay, this is ridiculous. Like Liz called me. I was driving from work. Oh, I was mad. I was like, it's been months since we've had a properly working wa- uh, dishwasher. And I was like, I called him. I was stern on the phone. I wasn't angry. Like it wasn't his fault. He made a presumption. I'm definitely not paying him again. He has to come back out here fix it. So, gave him a stern word. Like, I was like, this is ridiculous. And you replaced a part that said it was going to fix it. You didn't actually take it apart. You just came in, fixed it, didn't really diagnose anything. You're just like, that's probably it. And then it worked. As far as you're concerned, it's working. So, he's like, yeah, it's like 90% of the time it's this. I'll come by, take a look at it. You have to file another claim with HWA. So, I called them, explained it. They reopened it. I didn't pay any more money. Great. So, guy comes out. Has his tool bag, all that sets up. Unscrews the bottom panel. There's a a reswitch uh, switch that was loose or something. So reset it. Starts working fine. That's been about a week and a about a week now. Not quite a week. So we're working fine since. And he showed me if it does this again. There's a reset switch under this panel. You just take two screws out, access it, hit the reset button, should snap back to life. Great. Uh, so so far so good. I'll see if this still works. If not, I'm going to demand a, a whole new washer because this is ridiculous. It's been months. Three different technicians out. Yeah, just I'm not going to have it anymore. So that was a little bit of service technician. I've also called. I've had to deal with like tech support or people on the phone. I have to, but it's just amazing how people think being angry gets their way like customers people are just that's just their job they they don't want to be the bad guy like obviously i think if i had to do that job any more than i did 
I would have hated it, but... Because you don't want to be the bad guy. You don't want to explain, like, there's nothing else I can do to help you. You're going to have to order a placement or have a person come out there, and obviously it's going to cost you money because it's a it's a service uh, bill or a service adding or a placement part, and they don't want to do it. Or if they're... Because like, where I worked in LED signs, like, where do you see a lot of LED signs at? Banks, schools, churches, uh, office buildings sometimes. And those... And they're not like they're not cheap parts. Like I know how much they cost us on our end, and I know there's a markup on replacements because that's how business works. We're not gonna. It's, if we did it, what it cost us, it wouldn't. It we'd be losing money in the long run. My cat's just running across this. The well upstairs, so I'm in the basement. But yeah, so that cat distracts me now. So basically, this is kind of like it's you have to. Sorry, it's getting really late, and I'm kind of losing focus here. Really need a co-host at some point, so... Any takers? Uh, but no, I, I, I jest. This, I enjoy doing the show. I love being able to talk to you guys, but sometimes it's nice to have a co-host or someone in the room with you to be able to bounce ideas off of, someone who's able to keep the show flowing while you take a drink break, like I'm doing right now. And sometimes they help bring up things that you didn't think of, like... I love a good show with at least a co-host or a panel of people to talk to because you get differing viewpoints. Like, you're like, oh, well, did you think about this? You're like, oh, I actually didn't think about that. That's actually a good point. So, definitely on that. And I think I'm going to have at least two co-hosts coming up for a little series I'm going to do, which I'll kind of tease later in the show. But, yeah, so service, technicians, customer service. So I think we've all had instances where we've been upset by something a person's done or a customer service issue. Like, my wife, for example, who probably won't listen to the show because she doesn't really listen to my podcast. She gets enough of me in her day-to-day life. So she hates talking to people. Like, if she can avoid talking to people on the phone and can communicate through email or text to people, that would be her preferred thing. I don't have an issue with that. I can talk to people on the phone all the time. I can talk to people. Like, if we go to a restaurant where there's a res, like, to go check and see if there's, uh, how much the wait is, like, I still have to park the car, get out, run in and check, see how long the wait is. I can't just pull up, have her hop out and check, and then I can, if it's good, go park. And, well, actually reminds me of, I think I don't appreciate it. I get this, I have this issue when it comes to, waiting at a restaurant traffic is that I get really upset when people don't follow the rules. Like the people who like when you're in when you're in traffic and there's like there's a there's a turn lane coming up and it's a long line of cars and people decide to like fly, or there's like a merging situation and people like to fly down and try and butt in just before the turn just so they don't have to wait in the line of cars. Those people are assholes to me. You might be thinking, oh, this is just so much faster. Like, they'll let me in. I'll get around. I'll be like... Or the people who will, like, merge to get ahead of you to get to the light five seconds before you. Like, we're still both stuck the same amount of time. And I might be ahead of you in the long run when the light turns green. But you just have to feel like you, you're winning. Like, they just need to... Oh, I have to get right here. Or I have to... I am more important than you. My time is more valuable there. I need to delay everyone... Behind you. So I'm, I'm that asshole that, like, when the lane merge, when it goes, like, three lanes to two or two lanes onto one, and it's backed up, I'll tr- I'll wedge myself in the middle of two lanes so someone can't go around me. 
Like, I'll, I'll straddle the dotted line so people know that because I think it's ridiculous. Like, you shouldn't be able to cut in front of everyone just because you think you can. And that also takes me to restaurants. I'm, like, there's some restaurants where, okay, um, you can take them, but there's always seating at the bar. As, like, on a first-converse service, sometimes the table's around the bar. And when Pete, like, and I'm always nice. I always check to make sure, like, oh, uh, those people are waiting on their check. Once they get that, they'll be able to leave. But then there'll be people who will kind of, they'll come in ten minutes after us, and they'll kind of linger around the tables. And as soon as that person, like, as soon as they put their check down, put their coat on, they are at their table before they even have a chance to clean it up. They're just there waiting like hawks, like vultures, taking those spots. It's ridiculous. Like, those should be on a first-come, first-serve. Obviously, I'm not going to be hounding around someone because I'm a nice person. I'm not going to be like, are you guys done with your food? Uh, can I sit here? Can I have some of your food? Like, I'm not going to be in your face waiting for you to get up and leave. I'm going to wait the 8 to 10 feet back, waiting for my opportunity or for a bar to open. But the people who do that just frustrate me. So, like, there is rules. Like, we have we live in a civilized society. Don't need to be do these dick moves just because you think you feel entitled to that. Like, we're all people here. We can't just be doing this to each other. Because I was like, the person... Like, in the restaurant situation, you're still not... You're still waiting the same amount of time for your table. You're just like, oh, I'm going to have to, like... If I took that table, the next table will be yours. Or now, my table, which I've been waiting for, as soon as it opens up, if you were right behind me in line, that's now your table. We're both waiting the same amount of time. Or, like, in traffic. Like, everyone merged the media that works. Like, no one drove down... Traffic's gonna keep moving slowly. Like, there's not gonna be a backup with a car stopping, which caused the big domino of car stopping, while you get in and then it continues. Everyone just keeps flowing. It, everything goes so much smoother. But people don't think that way. They always think it's me versus everybody else, and I have to get in front of everybody else. Like sometimes it's it's it happens. Like I've had issues where, oh, I didn't know I had to turn right here. I'm already down this line. I have to get over. Like, but there's people who just do that for fun. I've seen the people like they're have plenty of opportunities to get over, but they'll just fly down and then just not even give people, like, a turn. So they'll just stick their nose in just to wedge themselves in to get out. Because someone's going to play chicken. Like, no one's going to be like, I'm not going to hit your car to prove a point. I guess someone had a beater, they might. But that's beside the point. So, yeah, I think it's just people need to just be held, not accountable, but people just should be courteous of people... Because we're all kind of in this together. We all have to go to these customer service places. We all have to coordinate with people. And if you're just a nice person, everyone's happy. Like, I've had... When I worked in... Like, I still remember... It's probably been over ten years now. When I got yelled at... By a patron at McDonald's. Because the garbage I was taking out leaked a little bit of liquid on the floor. Told me to clean that up. Like, I'm not going to forget that it's there... I'm just not going to send a bag down that is leaking to make a bigger puddle. I'm going to get that as soon as I can out the door and then come back and clean it up. I'm sorry if you think you're going to slip on this little bit of liquid. Sure, it's gross. It's garbage. Yeah, I get that. But it's just a little bit of liquid. I'm going to clean it up with a mop in a minute. You wouldn't even notice if you weren't watching me looking for something to complain about. Like, people just want to be assholes or mean to people they see as service people because it's seems that they're below them. People get kind of a king complex or a royalty complex like look at the people under my employ 
But all of us are under someone's employee. That's how we make a living. We work for someone who works for someone else who provides a service. Like, all of us are serving a different customer. And if we all treat each other like... <laughs> what is it? Like, treat everyone like you would want to be treated? Then I think the world would be a happier place. But, but if we keep fighting it long enough, there's going to be no customer service people. It's all going to be automated. And have you ever tried to deal with an automated tech support? It's awful. Because either they can't hear you, they don't understand, they'll send you in the wrong direction to call back, or they'll hang up on you. But if you talk to an actual person, there's a heart behind that conversation. They're going to understand what you're explaining, even if they are from a different country. I know I've heard people complain about tech support, like, oh, they called Comcast. The Comcast service technician is in India. It's awful. Like, I work for a company that has resources in India, and they're fine. Like, they're some of the smartest people I know because they get their shit done. But people always think they're lesser because they're cheaper. Which isn't necessarily the case. Like, the dollar's just stronger there, so you don't have to pay them as much. They're still making good wage for where they live. I don't know. It's just kind of my rant about customer service because I feel like everyone is their chance because if we fight the customer service we do have... There won't be any customers that will all be automated, it'll all be electronic, you'll never have to talk to another person again in your life, which, for the introverts and the socially awkward people, maybe that's great, maybe that's what you've been waiting for. But, for me, I always like a personal connection. Like, if it's, if it's the an end of a night, the register is completely open, I'm going to walk up and I'm going to make a small talk with the person checking me out. I don't care if it's a 7-year-old woman or a 17 year old like I'm gonna make the same conversation just to see how their days go and like I make all this multi like so beginning your shift end of your shift I say that a lot with people like grocery stores like oh it's the end of my shift well could or the beginning of my shift like oh good luck hopefully get a break soon and then they're like we've all been there but I think it's just easier just to be supportive of these customer service people we're we've all seen how a negative person can ruin our day so if we just try to make sure that we're not that negative person for someone else, I think we'll all be happier. And I think that'll do it for my my show for this week. We've about uh, almost 40 minutes into the episode, so it's a good drive time length for those who want to listen in. And I didn't actually read to you guys at all. Like, I looked up once, and I know sometimes it can get boring, and I'm just reading a Wikipedia article, or I'm reading resource information about a topic. So I kind of wanted to go off the cup and be a little storytelling and kind of give you some more insight about the customer service world because we all have an opportunity we all on a day-to-day basis sometimes multiple times a day work with these people or have to see these people and like they are they're all just people that we work with and if we want to keep it that way we need to use them if you're not in a here jury don't go to the self-checkout go talk to the the person in the 10 items or less line Make small talk. You're still gonna, you're gonna save a minute to do it that to do it the other way. But in that minute, if enough people do that, you might save jobs in the long term, which everyone should be working. So, but I think that'll do it for poor three sixty for this week on customer service. If you have any thoughts, you can check us out on Facebook. We also have Twitter. We also have Instagram, but the Instagram is very outdated because I haven't updated it in like two shows. So, yeah, but. I'm going to have some guests. Like I said, I'm recording for my basement. I originally tended to talk about it a little bit, but my basement's kind of become my pseudo-facto fish room. I am staring 
I'm staring at my computer, but behind my computer there is a fish tank with nothing in it because it's my quarantine tank. Next to that is a two-gallon tank that has my beta fish in it that I got for Liz for Valentine's Day. Next to that is my guppy and guppy fry tank that also has a bumblebee catfish that might eat some of the fry. But he hasn't eaten the big ones yet, so that's the important thing. And then next to that, which is my largest tank, which is a 30-gallon, is kind of my commu- my planted community tank and that has a bunch of different kind of fish in it, including the fish I first... my Kind of my gateway fish, which... I think I've talked about this before... It was actually in the two-gallon tank that I was the beta. I had three fish. I didn't know what I was doing. It was a... Originally, it was Liz's uh, beta tank. Beta died. We decided to get uh, three regular tropical fish. It was too much bio-load for that fish, or that tank. So it didn't do well. One of the fish died. I gave one of them back because it was a pleco, and I made the mistake that plecos... Because common pleco, which is like two bucks... It's to be about, like, three feet long. So it's definitely not big for any fish tank. So I returned that to the pet store. But the little platy was the first fish that I... Kind of my gateway fish that led to all of these. Is still kicking. He survived all the crazy ammonia stuff. He's thriving. He's the biggest fish in the tank. And he goes around well with all the other tank mates in there. So there's a big... There's a tree something he kind of hides in from time to time. But I think it's just his, his cave, his hangout spot. And that's where he chooses to be. And the tank's growing. Like, it's my 30-gallon. I had it... Had a 10-gallon. That was the the step up. I went from the 2-gallon to the 10-gallon. And then the 10-gallon had a, got a leak in it. It flooded my upstairs. I talked about that in my bonus episode, I think, on episode 1 of Poor360, the Poor Improvement mini-episode, which definitely go back to Poor Improvement. It's a, a lot of fun to talk about, and I've learned so much since I've le- purchased this house. But, so I got a replacement 10 for that, and that now has my guppies in it, which are breeding because guppies breed like rabbits, or rabbits breed like guppies, depending on who you talk to. And um, that kind of leads me to the what I would have is that uh, I think you're going to have a guest, and we're going to talk about some fish stuff. So I think we're going to do a, a poor pet series on Poor360 for maybe a couple episodes. I might have Liz on if I can convince her to, uh, once things calm down, that uh, to do one, so... Maybe do uh, maybe after ten we'll do uh, like maybe like a poor pet series um, with uh, with Tyler and myself for the fish one and then maybe on the rest of the pets that Liz and I have we'll talk about on an episode but it'll be fun it'll be a little um, I've had Tyler back since uh, episode fifty of Poor Rapport which it's been about six months I think was when that finale was so it's been a while since I've had Tyler on. And then Liz and I did foodies a f- couple weeks back, and Adulting Ease is not going to come back for a couple more months, or at least a two. So it might just have to get a little fun in there. But, yeah. So, yeah, that'll do it for Poor360 for this week. I'm Andrew Poor. You have a great week. You've been listening to Poor360. You can find us on the socials at Poor360 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find us and all the other podcasts on our network at journeyintocomics.com or early access at patreon.com slash journeyintocomics. You can find us on all podcasting platforms like CastBox, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, and many others. Hey guys, Deadpool here. Just wanted to tell you about a little event that's happening on March 23rd. Fun for Funds, it's a Journey into Comics Network event. Featuring live podcasts from Brews with Dudes, Podcastrophy, Dungeons with Dudes, and Journey into Comics. As well as performances by band number one. Boner Jovi. Ooh, that sounds fun. Walk Among Us. Yesterday's Chips. 
also featuring live stand-up by comedian Patrick Murray. He's so much fun. Presented by Journey into Comics Network and the Doom Room. North and Pub, Lafayette, Indiana. Doors for three. Podcasts at four with bands at 730. $10. It's 21 and up. Don't try to sneak in, you silly kids. <laughs>